In this episode of GSLI's Community Connection, we're going to learn about a man who has lived on two continents, speaks four languages, and is helping businesses grow in Rio, South Texas. We're going to find out about what industries are thriving in Rio, South Texas, and we're going to find out what the heck does shipping freight to Mars have to do with Rio, South Texas. Communities across the nation are working harder than ever to enhance the success of doing business in their locales. Logistics, location, sites, and available properties are all important parts of what makes a community thrive. If your company is considering an expansion or relocation, let us take you behind the scenes and talk directly with those that are making today's communities a great place for your company. You're listening to the Community Connection GT Podcast. Produced and sponsored by Global Site Location Industries. You can listen to all our GT podcasts at www.globaltrademag.com slash GT podcast. Or listen and follow us on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Now, here's our CEO and chairman, Eric Kleinsorch. I want to welcome all of our listeners to another edition of our GSLI Community Connection podcast. The only running podcast helping companies with expansion or relocation plans learn about different locales around the nation. I'm your host, Eric Kleinsorge, and in today's Community Connection, we're going to explore the entire Rio South region and why companies should be paying attention to this binational business environment. We have a very special guest joining us from the Council for South Texas Economic Progress, also known as COSTEP, a great partner of ours, Matt Rushchuk is the Vice President of Economic Development for COSTEP, a binational economic structure bringing together the best of the U.S. and Mexico markets, offering companies access to 25% of the global consumer market and the ninth largest economy in the world. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Matt, Rio South Texas is a great partner of ours, and when you take a look at some of the region's community names around you, you really can't help but think about John Wayne Westerns rather than hotbeds of industry and innovation, but that can't be farther from the truth. Why don't you paint a picture for our listeners of what it's like to live and do business in Rio South Texas? Absolutely. I'd love to. You know, I've, I've had the privilege of living in the sunny and sun-kissed part of the world for the last 24 years. I'm truly blessed to be down here. I'm actually a native Central European. So I'm used to, to, you know, having winter clothes and all the good stuff. And being in South Texas, luckily, I only need to have one set of wardrobe because we have one season and that's summer. And so besides, obviously, the benefit of that for your quality of life, one of the big benefits of this region is a robust supply chain. And this is really one thing that we talk about uh, when we talk about this region and the U.S.-Mexico border in general, but particularly in our corner, uh, right on the very southern tip of the state of Texas, this is the heart of the North American supply chain. And so not only uh, do we have beautiful weather, beaches, palm trees, and it's a wonderful place to live with tasty food and, and friendly people, we also have a very successful place to do business where we are at the heart of trade in North America, along with everything else that comes with it. So it's not just, you know, trucking and trains and, uh, and goods moving back and forth, but a very vibrant manufacturing sector once again, the heart of the supply chain uh, of this continent. Yeah, you know, and that, that brings up a good point. I mean, the supply chain industry 
man, they are overloaded, but they are booming right now. And we go to trade shows and we talk to all of the supply chain companies. They're really making it happen. And so in terms of manufacturing and transportation logistics, talk to me about some of the infrastructure there, the highways, the access, and some of those things. Absolutely. You know, I think that's that's one of the strongest points for this region because of the, the multimodal infrastructure that exists here. You know, first of all, we're talking about, you know, what most people think about logistics, which is trucks and, and highways, interstate highways. And so we are here connected to the interstate highway system, both in the United States and you know, going to north into Canada, as well as into Mexico. The plethora of international bridges that connect our region to and from Mexico, roughly 50 percent of the U.S. annual U.S.-Mexico trade flows through this region. But besides trucks, we also obviously have train connections. Train uh, transportation is becoming increasingly important as folks are looking at uh, reducing costs and, and having more greener transportation. And so we have commercial uh, rail bridges throughout the region as well that connect the two countries, which are very strong. We have very strong airplane infrastructure as well, both in terms of you know, passenger flights as well as commercial flights. We have uh, one, two, three, four major airports, uh, major regional airports on the U.S. side of the border. And we have another three uh, major regional airports on the Mexican side of the border here. So we truly have connectivity, not only you know, locally, but up to the major hubs in the United States and into the major hubs in Mexico. And from there, really, the world is your oyster. Beyond the ground transportation and air, the sea transportation is really critical. Uh, yeah, particularly as we're talking about the supply chains and cost management. And there's two aspects to sea freight that are really critical in our region. Number one is what most people think about, which is deep sea. We are home to, to three deep sea ports in the region, allowing folks access to the global marketplace through those deep sea ports. But the other thing that we have here is access to the Gulf Intercoastal Waterway. And this might be something that most people are not as familiar with, but is really important for logistics and for supply chain considerations. So the Gulf Intercoastal Waterway essentially is a barge shipping channel along the Gulf of Mexico that connects to several of the major river systems in the U.S. And what it means in practical purposes is that you can, take, you can sail a barge from Pittsburgh to Brownsville, Texas at the tip of our region. And that is obviously has huge uh, logistics implications for companies and, and very big cost implications, not only for folks who ship in container, but also for folks who are shipping bulk cargo. And so we have you know, land, we have air, we have sea. And thanks to the investment by SpaceX, soon enough, we'll be able to extend our supply chain into the cosmos. Folks that are following what SpaceX is doing with their, with their Starbase Texas rockets, well, Starbase Texas is in our region. So we hope, knock on wood, relatively soon you'll be able to supply your clients on Mars with products coming through our region. That is incredible. Wow. And you keep talking about regionalism. And, and I've worked with hundreds, if not thousands, of economic development groups that are, are becoming regionalized. And it's typically an overused buzzword in economic development. And unfortunately, most of the time, or I'm not going to say most of the time, but some of the time I see, you know, it's just not any actual follow-through from a regional promotion standpoint and whatnot. That's not the same with COSTEP. Tell me about some of the things you guys are doing to put some action behind that label. Absolutely. So, you know, I think some of the challenges with kind of regionalism is that lots of people love talking about it, but not too many people like to put money on the table to make it happen. And I think really the big change that, that COSTEP has done, there's two things. 
Number one, we have a broad definition of our region, a robust definition of our region. We see ourselves as a binational organization. So we are covering both the U.S. side of the tip of Texas, which is a seven-county area going from the coast all the way to Webb County, which is where Laredo is located. And we are also focused on the mirror image on the Mexican side of the Rio Grande River. So we're going from Matamoros uh, on the coast all the way to Nuevo Laredo, the 10 municipios that are there along the border on the other side. And we are actively promoting this binational region. So we are you know, fully committed. We don't only talk to talk, we walk to walk. And like I mentioned, one of the big challenges is putting money behind it. And this is where Costa has stepped up to the plate and is actually funding this, this effort up front to plant the seed, to move this process off the ground, and that are then recruiting additional supporters to, to advance it and grow it further. So we not only you know, talk the talk, we put our structure and our direction and our actions behind that, and we also put money on the table in order to make it happen. And so what we foresee, see ourselves to the outside world as, as this truly neutral partner where we are promoting the region, we're advocating for the region, but we don't have one or two specific horses in this race. We are looking to find the best solutions for companies if they want to do business in North America, if they want to do this business in the United States, if they want to do this business in Mexico, or what, with what our region offers, the opportunity to do business in both. Yeah, that's amazing. I like how you put that because whenever we're working, we, we help hundreds of companies every year in their expansions, relocations, helping them identify it. And we find that lack of interest in a particular area is purely lack of education. They don't know enough about the area. And you guys are doing a tremendous job of getting the word out, telling your story. We enjoy helping you along that path. And I think it's just an amazing area when you really dive in and you start to learn about all the possibilities there. With your last name, Rush Chuck, did I get that right? Yep, close enough, close enough. There's some international implications there. And you've lived on two continents and speak four languages. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. So like I mentioned earlier, now I'm originally from Central Europe. I was born in Poland. I grew up in Germany. And I got to Texas as fast as I could, uh, <laughs> which was an, as an exchange student in high school. In my junior year in high school, I ended up in this beautiful, sunny part of the world. And I've stuck around since. I've had the chance to move around a little bit in Texas. But always found my way back to the Rio South Texas region and, uh, and excited to be here. And, you know, having lived on two continents and having kind of a cultural connection and also speaking the languages, you know, the four languages, I speak obviously English, obviously living on the border, I also speak Spanish. And then with my roots in Poland and Germany, I also speak Polish and German. I have a little bit of French, but it's real rusty. Where I'm going with the languages is that I believe I, what I bring to the table for our region and I'll bring to the table for the potential investors who are coming here is somebody who can relate to them on a cultural level and somebody who can, who can also engage with them in their native language. As you mentioned a little bit earlier, we have a very aggressive uh, strategy. You know, we travel to trade shows internationally to really put our efforts in front of the clients where they are and in front of these prospects where they are. So we were just in, in Munich at the uh, IAA Mobility Show here in September. And then we did two shows in the Detroit area, the Electric, Electric and Hybrid Vehicle Expo and the Motorbella Show, which is the North American International Auto Show, formerly known as the Detroit Auto Show. And there we were able to engage with folks who you know, have international roots themselves in their native tongue. 
and that allows us to develop a completely different uh, level of relationship with these folks because we're starting off of a, a discussion of commonality before we start engaging in the discussion of opportunity. Yeah, and I think that's even more important, uh, knowing the culture, you know, how, do, how they conduct business, what's their, what's their pace of doing business, and how they like to, to conduct business. I, I, I can see how that's an, a tremendous advantage for the region to have someone like you there. Yeah, I'm definitely blessed to, to be able to bring that, uh, that piece to the table where, like you said, I understand the pace. I understand kind of the emphasis as well, what, what Kromadam's really pain points are or what some of the critical decision-making factors are. And as you know, you've done this for a long time as well. That was very diff- dramatically from region to region or country to country or culture to culture. And being able to identify some of these subtle nuances is obviously a fun way to do business, uh, but also a, a more pleasant to do business for uh, ourselves and the, the company that we work with. Absolutely. You know, I'd like to kind of circle back. You were talking about COSTEP and how it promotes a binational business environment and allows companies really to leverage the best of the U.S. and Mexico in one region. But kind of for our listeners, how difficult is cross-border business and is it complicated? Yeah, you know, that's a great question because, you know, folks, when, you know, you alluded to John Wayne a little bit earlier, said, man, there's got to be like dirt roads and donkey carts, right? And, <laughs> and this is, this is, this is a, a vibrant region of almost 5 million people on both, living on both sides of the river and a very dynamic, very young also. I think that's a really important aspect as we talk about doing business with each other. You know, if you look at the age demographics, the median age on the U.S. side of the river is around 30 I'm 41. I'm kind of like an old man around here. And if I were to go to the south side of the river, that median age hovers somewhere around 26. Uh, so I'm even older over there. But obviously with a strong young population, not only do you have great workforce pipeline and all the other important things, but you have a different way of doing business, right? People are, want to make things happen. People are positive. People want to be transformational. And so everybody along the way makes an effort to make doing business internationally easier. On top of that, because of the close relationship that uh, exists between the countries in North America in terms of doing business, you know, started decades and decades ago, various programs and evolved over NAFTA to now USMCA, where we have strong, tight working relationships. And so out of those emerged programs like free trade zones, like combined customs inspections, all these different acronyms, uh, CT patents, so forth, the certifications for logistics and transportation. Long story short, it is actually doing business internationally is a lot like doing business just across the street. Because in all practical purposes, that's what it is. Doing business between the United States and Mexico, yes, involves bureaucracy like anything else does, but these systems are really quite well worked out. There's a plethora of professionals who are there. And as, as we talked about earlier, you know, taking advantage of opportunities of both countries, there are actually providers who are specialized around providing binational manufacturing services here for companies. So a company that's thinking, hey, I want to be in North America. Hey, I, uh, I don't know if it's going to be U.S. and Mexico. Maybe I need to do both. Man, this is going to be complicated. I have to handle all the bureaucracy of the U.S., all the bureaucracy of Mexico. You don't have to if you don't want to. They are, there's a plethora of providers who will take care of that for you to the point where you run operations on either side of the river. 
the product freely moves back and forth, leveraging these trade agreements and free trade zones. And then once the product is finished, then you do your customs work, you pay with, there's, if there is a duty on it, you pay the duty, and the product moves on to your customer. Literally just as doing a business with the folks from across the street. Man, I mean, I am sold. Like <laughs> you, you talk about the ease and the help and the assistance. You hit every buzzword there. The workforce. You, you talk about infrastructure. You talk about logistics. Those are all the buzzwords for success in the way people are doing business today. I and mean, we're blessed. We we have a lot of site selection professionals. We have multipliers. We have company decision makers that listen to this podcast. And you know, I'd like to type in. So you've got all the fact. You got all the benefits of doing business. Which industries would you find that are most favorable, in, you know, for the business conditions there in Rio, Texas? And in other words, of our listeners that are out there listening and are at our show today, if they want to pick up the phone and give you a buzz right now, which industry would they be in? Absolutely. So I'll tell you the couple of the, the four core industries that we have here in the area. Uh, and the ones that, that seem to draw the biggest benefit of what our region can offer is the mobility industry, so automotive plus, the aerospace industry, the energy industry, and the folks in biomedical. Obviously, each one of those has subsets, but I think so those are the kind of the four core industries. In terms of site selectors and consultants, you know, that, that, are, that are thinking about, hmm, who should I talk to, which companies, which products should I talk to Matt about? I think that the, particularly the ones that are, are looking at the uh, new trade reality under USMCA, I think those are the folks that would love to talk to, to talk to them about how they can leverage this binational region within the context of the USMCA agreements and the requirements that are built in there. Once again, that ability of doing part of your work in Mexico, part of your work in the United States, and leveraging the benefits of both, I think that's really critical. The second group, I think, are companies who are just entering the North American market and they have customers across North America and they're trying to figure out where to go. I would love to talk to folks about the flexibility that a, that a region like ours offers them to satisfy the needs of their clients in the U.S., in Mexico, and in Canada. I think that the, the next one is the folks who are looking to be part of a young and vibrant region who are looking to scale and looking to grow. There may be not a huge operation, right? They're, they don't. They feel maybe that you know, if I go into a big community, I might kind of get lost. But mm -hmm. I have really big ambitions, and I want to be in a region that will allow me to grow and it will grow with me. That is for us truly the bread and butter of the companies that we like to work with. The folks who are want to be start here, be engage themselves in the in the fabric of our communities, and then scale with us. You know, Matt, that's a perfect transition to the end of our show today. I'm sure you've caught the attention of a bunch of our listeners. So if someone's out there considering an expansion or relocation of their business and they'd like to consider Rio South Texas, what are a couple of ways they can get in touch with you? Check us out online, which is www.costep.org, C-O-S-T-E-P.org. That's our website. If you want to get directly hold of me, give me a buzz, error code 956-575. 7402. Also, respond to text and WhatsApps so if that's your preference. Or shoot me an email. It's mattr at costep.org. So mattr at costep.org. 
Matt, that's perfect. I've enjoyed talking with you today, and, um, and I really enjoy helping our listeners understand what a tremendous opportunity the Rio South Texas region really is. And I want to personally thank you so much for taking time out of your valuable day to share with us really all of the benefits that Rio South Texas has. And we've always enjoyed working with your team and look forward to a continued partnership well into the future. Thank you, sir. Same thing here. Yeah, with that said, we've had a great time today, and I can't leave without thanking you, the listeners, for taking time out of your valuable day to spend with us. We know how important you are to our listenership, and we always strive to provide you with some listening tidbits and information that you can take away when considering your next expansion or relocation. So, till we connect again, I'm Eric Kleinsorge, signing off and saying goodbye here from our GSLI studios until our next episode of GSLI's Community Connection. And don't forget, we love businesses on the move. You've been listening to the Community Connection GT Podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners that helped make this possible and our sponsor, Global Site Location Industries. We hope you'll return next time for another great episode of Community Connection. And don't forget, when your company is on the move, GSLI can help ensure your next site is the right site for success.